Welcome to episode 13 of the Comedy Defect Podcast. Now, this is a very special episode. I think President Bonjo started comedy a little bit before me, but he's a very powerful character act. If you haven't seen him before, it is certainly a show. Just the different spectrum to Fred Ferenzi's episode. He is very political, very powerful, and just a great, solid performer. I've seen him many times. I did a show with him, with myself, Christopher Norton Walker, Fred Frenzy, and Sonia Asti. We all did a show called President of Bonjo and Friends, which we toured around the country, and we had some great reviews. It was really good fun doing it. Mr. Bonjo, or Ben Benjamin Bello, as his, is his real name, he talks about the problems with trying to balance the two characters. Also, the issue with Brexit and how people are treating him and the character on stage. I really enjoyed doing this episode. I, I know Bonjo for so long now, it was no problem talking to him. This guy has got no problem in talking on his own anyway. This is a great episode. I think you're really going to love it. If you want to follow the podcast, we're on Twitter at The Comedy Defect. If you want to follow me, I'm on Twitter at Winterphonander. If you want to come see my live stand-up, my gig dates are on the website, which is winterphonander.com. You're really going to enjoy this interview with Benjamin Bello, a.k.a. Mr. President Obanjo. President Obanjo feels he has a message, and all the stuff that's happening politically at the moment is giving him fuel. We talk about how the comedy industry has shaped him, how it's changed him as a person, a character, and personal life as well. You can love this episode. This is Mr. President Obanjo. Welcome to the Comedy Defect, Mr. President Obanjo. Hey, how are you? I'm good, man. I'm Winter, good. let me start by saying I am really happy to be invited into an English home. You have a, you have a lovely home, but you never told me that you had a dog. <laughs> <laughs> and so when I saw that black dog, uh, you know, I just thought, oh my God, I, you know, because nobody knows this. I've never said this in the circuit. Mm. Then when I was very, very young at the age of eight back in Nigeria, mm. a dog chased me. Oh. Honestly, and I have a phobia for dogs. So when I saw your dog when we came in, mm. I was are we okay? <laughs> okay? He's out there. He's out there. I lose all of my presidential powers when, yeah. <laughs> when I see a dog. It's like your kryptonite. I'm telling you. Yeah. I'm telling you, yes. And uh, so what, what kind of dog was it? All I know is that your dog is black. Yes. Oh, wait, oh, the one, the one that tried to attack me. Yes. Um, I, I don't know. I, this, is, this is really interesting because in Nigeria, certainly I was very, very young, but I can't remember my father thinking whether he wanted an association or whether he wanted a Labrador. You know, it's only when I arrived in England that I, I knew that dogs had different, different types of dogs. Mm -hmm. I just thought the dog was a dog, mm -hmm. man. Yeah. <laughs> but we didn't have police, we called it what we call, association dogs were called police dogs in Nigeria. Mm -hmm. We didn't have, well, the, the dogs were more for the police, Nigerian police. Mm -hmm. uh, so, uh, unless you were extremely rich, would you have an association dog. So my dog was, uh, I, I don't know what to call the dog, but it's not... Is what's that the one, one, that's what it chased you. Yeah, to be fair, to, to you, there's only two types of dog. Yeah. The, the friendly dog yeah. and the angry well, dog well, that's well, chasing well, you. I'm yeah. telling you, all dogs are angry. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's something that I try to deal with, but mm. I, it's like um, when I did the new act of the year finals mm. in 2016, uh, and I was doing the auditions, um, the guy who promotes, who actually runs the new act of the year, he has a dog, mm. and his dog is very, very small. So, you know, and the dog comes on stage, uh, and I'm playing around with the ball. Mm. And, you know. Is that Britain's Got Talent? Uh, no, well, we almost like, yeah, like, sure. like Britain's Got Talent, mm -hmm. but he's known for bringing his dog on stage 
Uh, but it's, it's, it's all part of the tradition. Okay. And it would be just that the comedians are not competing with the dog. The dog has its own, its own stage time. And when I saw that dog, I, I just thought, hmm, <laughs> this dog doesn't attack Doesn't that stamp the energy out of the room, though, with a, with a dog on stage? Like no, that? people love it. People oh, expect okay. it, honestly. But it's right. not it's not like the dog is on stage, on stage, doing any performance. It's just, uh, if I try and remember now, I think it was obviously before the show started. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's the audition. Uh, right. But the dog doesn't come on. I must say, I can't remember if the dog was there at the finals. I can't really remember. But is really it this, the dog's not one of the judges, is it? No, 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 the dog no, it just, no. doesn't have anything to do with the No, no, this is not the has got talent. <laughs> but the way, with the way politics is going, who knows, maybe animals will soon take over, take over the United Kingdom. More yeah. sense, yeah. yeah. Four, four legs good, two legs bad. I'm telling you. Yeah. yeah did you hear about the um, coup in Turkey? No. Oh, you, no, I, Are no. you serious? Yeah, I'm deadly serious. I haven't heard anything. There was an aborted coup. No, I didn't know. I didn't hear about this. But what was really interesting was, yeah. I was on stage. This is so funny because mm-hmm. I was on stage performing. I heard, and I don't know how I heard, but I just heard that the coup, there was a coup in Turkey. Mm-hmm. And I just thought, oh my God, someone is trying to get rid of me while I'm performing. But yeah. it was actually Turkey. It's really just really interesting because it just reminded me of uh, the Labour Party. Mm-hmm. You know, what is it that the Labour Party and the Turkey military government have in common? Uh, they can't. They can't plan a coup. Oh yeah. <laughs> and you know, if you have a military government or military uh, team, and they mm. can't even plan a coup, how can they defend their country? That's true. That's yeah. true. So, oh, so you missed that, though. So I missed it. Yeah, but yeah. there was a bit of a, a thing that happened with you in in Hastings as well recently, wasn't there, Mr. President? Oh. Was, oh well, it's the aftermath of Brexit, isn't it? Yeah, that, after I mean, Brexit, that's yeah. it. And it's really interesting, my friend. Getting more gigs or less? Uh, gigs? No, I, I don't think Brexit has affected whether I get more gigs or whether I don't get any gigs. But mm-hmm. I think, even before Brexit, obviously, there were issues in terms of when you go to areas where you don't have uh, predominantly black people mm. and majority are white. There's always, mm-hmm. uh, not necessarily tension, but you could always tell mm-hmm. uh, whether you're going to die or mm-hmm. not, especially the UKIP. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if, if anything, it's made mm-hmm. you stronger, though, isn't it? Oh, it, it, it actually, it, it's, it's, I never even think about it. I just go in there, I, I, my view is... You know, black, white, Chinese. Mm. Most important thing is that you have bomb on seats and they enjoy my comedy. So I couldn't care mm. less what color. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, Hastings was shocking. Mm. And uh, I arrived in Hastings and it was a day after the vote and the results were out. But I didn't have time to look at the votes mm. uh, in Hastings. So I met this young woman at the station. Mm. And I basically said to her, uh, trying to find out how Hastings voted. And she said it was leave. So, you know, as soon as she said leave, I just thought, oh dear, mm. what am I doing here? Yeah. <laughs> I'm at the same front. Yeah. This is going to be really, really interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was walking past and she said, she basically said, I, she was very upset. As we know, mm. the younger people voted to remain and the older generation voted and leave. Mm. So I walked uh, to my venue and as I was walking to my venue, I noticed a few things. One, obviously, was the social deprivation mm. in the town and the fact that it just lacked investment. Mm-hmm. Whilst I can understand why some people voted leave because of the emotions, I think underneath the immigration thing, people were just a bit fed up. It was a protest vote uh, against um, Cameron and his government. So there's a, this new thing I do, because uh, I'm always constantly changing my, my show, so it's, I did the rise of the comedy, not actually it was present, but just of my identity, mm-hmm. but I tried some of the rise of the comedy dictator in the, in the show. And what I do is I've got this, I behave like a, a, a real president, like Obama, and mm-hmm. I have uh, topics that I give 
audience members and they act as my press mm-hmm. people. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so there, were, there was a topic on immigration, Orlando shooting, Europe, Boris Johnson, mm-hmm. Brexit. So I gave uh, the slip to this woman who uh, obviously was white and she raised her hand and said, uh, Mr. President, I said, yes, what's, well, how can I help you? Well, my name is blah, 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 blah. I said, yeah, uh, I've got an, a question on immigration. I said, okay, what's the question? She said, why are you lot always fucking taking our jobs? Mm. Wow. Now, mm. there were over 60 people oh. in the lovely room. Mm. Lovely room. I, could, mm. I couldn't ask for more. And the and, whole room just went dead. And that was the first thing that happened at your, the, your gig. As soon as you walked on stage, that was the first question. Of the that, was the first, press, first, like, yeah, that was the first question. Wow. And, and I just said, Wow. Wow. Yeah. That, wow. That's a good start. That's a good start, though. That created an awful lot of tension. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's like, it's, it. yeah. You're certain... Yeah, what, what happened then? It was... It was... It, it was... There was a lot of tension mm. after she asked the question, and it was obvious that people wanted to try and find out. Mm. So people were just... They were, they were worried. Mm-hmm. They didn't know how I was going to react. And I have to be entirely honest with you. I had no backup plan. Mm-hmm. You know, this was just stuff I was doing as part of improv, you know, mm-hmm. for, for the new show. Because I know I'm very good at improv. Mm-hmm. So I said, and it was like you could hear a pin drop. Mm-hmm. And I said to the audience member, I said, did you just go there? Did you really mean to ask me that question? He said, yes, I went there. I said, okay. I said, uh, by the way, what job do you do? She said, she's a foot massage therapist. Mm. I bust out laughing, but bust out in my mind to say, oh my God, you've just given me mm. such a fucking good material. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so I basically said, okay, fine. I don't know. What does a foot massage therapist, what do you do? She says, they massage foot. And she, mass- and she was quite pleased and very, very happy. Proud. Proud. <laughs> this is my job. I'm a foot massage therapist. Yeah. And don't get me wrong. You know, people have to do what they need to do to survive yeah. um, in England. Yeah. So I did basically said to her, I said, look at me. Look at the way I am dressed. And the way I speak. Do you honestly think I've come all the way from Africa? to take your job as a foot massage therapist. Yeah. Everybody started laughing. Then I gave her the killer by basically saying, are you aware that David Cameron has resigned? Yeah. And what that means is that number 10 down the street is vacant. Now, that is the fucking job I want. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Straight yeah. up. But what's really interesting is, I think my view is that we should use, depending on what comedians want to do and how mm-hmm. they see their career, we should use our comedy to make people think. Mm-hmm. I, I love the idea of thinking and laughing because I think I left her and the room mm-hmm. with a statement mm-hmm. that, you know, you can't mm-hmm. just ask stupid questions. Yeah. You know, I thought she was going to ask me a question about, oh, do, do you think we need border controls? Mm-hmm. You know, something intelligent. Mm-hmm. And it was more about thinking. Uh, and it was comedy. It was okay. She just wants to knock you off. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, but, the, but the first thing as well, you think, you think okay, fine, look, if, if it wasn't going well yeah. and they see an opening and they, they're really not enjoying it mm. for whatever reason, they got, they, you expect the heckle, mm. but straight away. Yeah, straight away. I mean, it. she must have been a little bit drunk, was she, do you think? No, she wasn't drunk. She oh, was she? Just, she, just, she just, I, I think she just wanted, she thought she was just having fun. Yeah. I thought what was really interesting and the response from the other comedians mm-hmm. because they felt bad mm. for me that was someone who could have asked such a question and it was shocking for them. Mm. It was really, really shocking. But I didn't make a big deal of it because I didn't see there was a big deal, but I finally found out that 
the word had gone around that this is what happened to Bonjour. Mm-hmm. And, and, uh, but you know, look, it makes us stronger. You brush it off. And oh, I'll brush it off and just, just call like, with yeah, it. And, it. And it's material. It's yeah. given me material for mm-hmm. my next, and I used it last night, and people laughed. So, yeah. it gave, it gave, to be honest, it gave you a massive in, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. She, she went to, at you, and you went straight back at her. Uh, yeah, and exactly. Went, okay, this guy's this guy's got this. Well, yeah, it's got well, it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This guy's yeah, safe. Yeah. That, that if I had given the wrong. Response exactly. I think the show wouldn't have. You worked. showed no fear. In the first time. I just carried it. And I just, I just because you were the dictator. Yeah, you were the president of Andrew. Yeah, yeah. 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 That, that, yeah. That, well, yeah. And in normal circumstances, yeah, that woman would have disappeared by now. Nobody would know where she is. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Those, yeah, yeah, back home, back home. Yeah. But those are the challenges. That those are the challenges that we face as comedians, and you know, yeah. it's it's. Um, that's, yeah. that's really interesting, though. I mean, yeah. as you find that the the stand-up community is so supportive. Yeah, of, it's very lefty anyway, mm. uh, mostly. Yeah, but and then going down to Hastings, I wonder if that's going to affect the festival because of the you because know, of everyone's going down there to do their their previews for mm. their show for Edinburgh. Yeah, and then they're like, well, how is this stuff, this cerebral stuff, going to mm. go over here? Mm. And I know you don't want to tear everyone with the same brush, yeah. especially with that one individual. Yeah, yeah. You know, but it's like... It's yeah, just, I think it's just it's just a minority, but I don't, mm. I didn't get the impression, because actually I didn't get the impression that they... That, and I think some of this is to do with ignorance and the things that people read in the press and, you know, so we just have to use the opportunity that we've got on stage. I see mm. us, I see us as politicians mm. and I say politicians because they've got stage time they they when I say stage time they they interact with with uh, people of the, of the, the constituents mm. and the communities that they represent and we're doing the same so we're just not rep- yeah yeah mm. we're, we're not representing uh, I don't represent the people in St Albans mm. but if I have to perform I perform to St Albans constituents mm-hmm. so I take my job seriously as a comedian that mm. this is an opportunity to pass them some messages mm. in a funny way that makes them think and also and gets them to enjoy and, and, and laugh. And you were talking about Edible previews. I'm not going this year. Mm. I went last year. I think people are actually missing a trick. Mm. But what do I know? I'm not a comedian. I'm okay. a president. Seriously, because I think um, a lot of people do previews, but they do previews to audiences that are not necessarily going to be in Edinburgh. Mm. That's what I strongly mm-hmm. feel. I think we, when I went last year, uh, the people I played to, were not Londoners. Mm-hmm. Some of them were from Scotland, from outside mm-hmm. Scotland. Some of them were foreigners. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So you might have a prepared show and a prepared preview, mm-hmm. but it could possibly die on its ass because you're not connecting with the audience. Mm-hmm. So have a backup plan, mm-hmm. you know, in oh, terms of audience interaction. Yeah, great. Do you understand know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah, yeah, you, the, yeah, bit. yeah, a little bit. Yeah, I mean, you're going to, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're going to have a written show and you want your show to work, boom. But if it's not walking out a couple of days, it's because the people at the wrong conditions. You've played to people in London. Mm-hmm. Yeah? And you've got to have local references. Mm-hmm. You know, there's no point talking about stuff in London that doesn't affect them in Edinburgh. You know what I'm saying? It's, 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 it's just common sense. Either you have a backup plan in terms of your prepared show, or you have two shows mm. written, and you play around with them. Mm. Because, you know, depending on where you are in terms of your comedy career, that's certainly what I did. At uh, in Edinburgh last year, mm-hmm. it was called President Bonjour, stole my identity. Mm. And the first two days, even though I had written the show, I had to tweak it because mm. the audience were different. You got it. Yeah, and they were different. Mm-hmm. But it just showed how flexible that show That's was. Flexibility. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the key, flex- flexibility is the key. And not being too structured. Just mm. relax and enjoy yourself, have fun. And yeah, if it's meant to happen, it's meant to happen. Don't mm. kill yourself. Unnecessarily, that's force it. Yeah, yeah. Don't it? Don't you know that song? Mm-hmm. Don't force it. Don't force it. Let it happen naturally, mm-hmm. and that's what needs to happen. So, 
I wish people were going to Edinburgh. I'm not quite, quite um, saddened by the fact that I'm not going. And, and um, I need to share this with you because um, what's happened uh, since I went to Edinburgh is um, a lot of people have kept in touch with me. And this is someone who hasn't been signed by mm-hmm. an agent, not represented by anyone. I'm just doing my stuff and believing in my own ship. Mm-hmm. One of the challenges that we face when we go to Edinburgh is that we're always trying to find audiences to come to our shows. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm not joking, at least five people have written to me this year. Mm. People who saw me last year wanting to know whether I'm coming this year. Great. That's it. You, you, you gotta, yes, I've got a following already. You, gotta, you don't, as we, we were talking about this before as well. Yeah. We're saying that, you know, you go for so long. Because yes. when I first like, met you on the survey, yeah, you were yeah. doing Ben. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Ben was, ben was funny. Mm. And then you moved to the Mr. Mm-hmm. President. And Mr. President wasn't quite as grand as, as, yeah. as, 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 as with yeah, all the medals yeah, as he yeah, was yeah, at the yeah, start. Yeah. But he was still good. Yeah, yeah. People were, were liking it straight mm. away. Mm. But because you were not pandering to mm. the same old things. You were just yeah. kind of going, to, doing your own thing. Yeah, yeah. It's like, and it's okay if they don't get it. Yeah. And they don't like it. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. You, I'd rather them hate it yeah. than, than, than think it's average. Yeah, yeah. I'd rather ha- have them like it or hate it, yeah. no in between, yeah. rather than just have that kind of, oh yeah, it was just, he was talking about the same thing again. Because yeah. you, you want to be different. You want to do, you're doing it for you as well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. you want, and they want to see you enjoying it. Because yeah. you will find the, the, if you find all the joy yeah. in it, then they're going to come along with it because everyone wants a piece of what you're experiencing. Right, yeah, they're, yeah. they're buying into experience rather than just the same old trope about maybe like Pokemon that's going to mm. be coming out again now yeah, and yeah, Tinder sorry, with yeah, Pokemon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, Pokemon oh, go. come on, guys. Go. I, think, I think for me, I think this, and someone was asking me yesterday, mm. and this is what's really interesting. I think people make a lot of mistakes when it comes to your comedy journey. Mm-hmm. There are comedy promoters out there when they see you for the first time and you die on your ass, they just write you off straight mm. away. Do you understand? Yeah, what I'm exactly. And, and I think that is just totally wrong because mm. my view is that this is a craft and it takes a while for it to develop, for you to find your own voice mm. and never ever compare yourself to other comedians. Mm-hmm. You know, some of us, uh, it takes about four or five years. Some people it takes two years and they're there. Some yeah. people it takes three years. Mm. But the key thing is, so far you're really comf- you, you mm. believe in what you are doing. Mm-hmm things get better. Yeah. And the reason I say this was last night I did The Hat Factory. Mm. And... It's like the Soho Comedy Club yeah, yeah, laid out, isn't it? It's such yeah. a nice room. Nice room, nice venue, nice MC, Jake mm. um, Pickford. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't call him Dickford, but Pickford. Mm. He did pretty well. But yeah. I think for me, I've got to a stage now where I, I, I still enjoy it, but I'm now enjoying it more. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I, and, and I think when audience members see you enjoying and having fun on stage they go with you there's no two ways about it they can see that this guy this this guy is having fun on stage and they want to join in and that's what happened yesterday there was a comedian who saw me many many years ago hadn't seen me and uh, he wrote to me yesterday and i i try i have to tell you in this industry it can be quite a lonely existence and especially if you haven't got an agent or any marketing person. Mm-hmm. So I thrive on comments that I receive mm. from people. And he wrote and said, wow, what I saw yesterday was a revelation. You were awesome. Uh, and I know he wasn't kidding. You're, you're an inspiration. And I just thought, wow, mm. this was a guy who saw me four years ago die on my fucking ass. 
Oh, and you know, and, oh. and I die. Oh, fuel yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. You top that up. Top that shit up, isn't it? And I die. Boop, boop, boop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was, it was a journey. Mm. And that's what most people don't seem to understand. It's a journey. You will die, you will get up, you will die, you will get up. What's not happening for me, and that's why I'm changing constantly, because I'm constantly challenging myself, is I can't remember when last I died on stage. Mm. It's taken a while now. Everyone says, and you, and you know we can be quite deluded as comedians, mm. stockless as a dictator, mm. that I'm just storming and storming and storming and storming. And that's not boasting. That's because I've been able to perfect it. However, mm. if I'm really serious about my career in comedy, mm. I need to keep challenging myself yeah. to say what's the next thing I need to do mm. because it seems that I'm very comfortable with the show or with the set and that's why I've introduced certain things mm. to, to, to make you afraid to make me afraid again yeah, we, yeah, yeah because we need that fear in mm. us mm. we need to be afraid to die or the excitement yeah. or maybe not fear now at this stage just, but it's the excitement or the uh, the, the, the anxiety is yeah, and that's why what I do it's interesting you remember that I used to start as I started as Benjamin in my comedy career and it's really interesting because some people actually say that uh, they've never ever seen me do Ben and they think that I will die on my ass when it comes to Ben, that mm. I'm not funny as Ben and that I'm hiding uh, behind this character to be funny. But there's a lot more. Mm. There's a lot more. As you can see, you've seen me do the show where I actually break out of character and I reveal Benjamin. Now that bit I did yesterday in the 20 minute set and someone wrote again, wrote to me today and said that was a really intelligent, funny comedy and I loved when you came out of character. Mm. Now, when I started coming out of character, that's why you should not believe what people say to you. Yes, you've mm. got to listen to advice, but you don't have to necessarily take it. Do your own thing. People were saying to me, don't break out of character, Obonjo. Mm. Don't break out of character. Mm. And I knew I had to break out of character because I got bored of doing because it became predictable. Mm, mm. Yeah, okay, yeah, he's a yeah. powerful dictator. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's going to kill us. Blah, 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 blah. Mm. But, you know, mm. you could easily yeah. write, you know, people understand mm. where I'm going with it. Mm -hmm. But the twist was to actually reveal who was behind this character. Mm. And wow, it, it was just, that's what got me the five stars. Yeah. In, in Edinburgh mm. and what I do at club sets and when I started doing it people said oh don't do it you can't do it you can't do the club sets oh, they won't let you do it oh, oh you're going to kill this I fucking did it mm -hmm. bloody did it because the audience were not expecting mm. what was going to be revealed yeah, you're flipping it yeah I flipped it around yeah. and that's what comedy is about yeah and in, at the beginning it's an act with what you're doing mm. but now as you get better at knowing who you are and your yeah. voice on stage, yeah. it becomes more of an experience rather than an act. And that's why when you see someone who's really got th themselves nailed down or yeah, they yeah. know who they are on stage, yeah. you don't really, the jokes don't really matter anymore because mm -hmm. they know who they are on really? stage. Yeah. And it's like, it's more of an ex a whole experience. If they're a really good, good yeah. comic and yeah. you listen yeah. to what the, the feedback they've gotten. I, 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 when I started doing the Abonja bit, yeah, you're absolutely right, we did. But not we just feedback, did. not yeah. just from yourself, yeah. but from, from not, I mean, not just from other people, but from you, what, yeah, you, yeah. what you think is right. Yeah, and Because you think to yourself, oh, that audience sometimes they may, may have been right, yeah. but this time I am right. I'm going to go with this now. Yeah, but well, you remember when we did some, when you were running your nights, we did some oh, really yeah, tough yeah. pop gigs. That's some tough, okay. that yeah, was yeah. one of the toughest uh, yeah, yeah. And, and things were getting better then, mm. but I realised that I was too nice as a dictator, 
and that I needed to be angry. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Dictators are angry. You know, you have to be afraid mm. of who's speaking on stage. Mm. You know, frightfully funny. Mm. <laughs> that's when I knew I cracked it. Mm. When I started getting angry on stage, that's when I knew, and I, you know, I knew, yes, I am on to um, uh, a, a winner, a winner on that. And um, even yesterday, someone came to me and basically said, oh, Abonjo, uh, I've got this comedy tutor who was basically saying, and this is what's really interesting because um, you, you you talk about um, how um, earlier on you were talking about the comedy um, and the support, and I don't doubt the fact that there is support, mm. but at, at times I feel alone even at lineups mm. because I'm always the only um, the only character comedian, mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, especially when you don't, and I get the impression, I, I am absolutely right about this, and this was confirmed to me last night, that a lot of people frown on character comedians. And there was this woman who came to me yesterday and said, oh, Abonjo, guess what? Um, I was talking to my comedy tutor who basically said she hates character comedians, really dislikes what they do, but there is someone who's got it absolutely right. Look how for him is a bonjo. And said, oh, I know a bonjo. So, you know, these, these things give me, inspire me more. To do what I need to do, and I've never, I've never been the sort of act who uh, listen to critics. To be honest with you, I just do what I need to do. You know, I've been criticised, for example, for wearing a lance corporal uh, as a president. However, what's really interesting is what happens in Africa and what happened in Turkey is that is the junior ranking officers that lead a coup. It's never the senior ones. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? So mm -hmm. my act is based on the fact that I'm a junior officer. Mm -hmm. He wants to become president, mm -hmm. okay? And then he, you know, gets rid of all the senior officers mm -hmm. and he's waiting to promote himself. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And so I'm wearing this mm -hmm. and I'm still wearing the last corporal mm -hmm. because I, yes, I'm getting there in terms of success, mm -hmm. but the next stage is if I get onto TV, for example, Oh fuck me! This uniform is going to change. It's going to be heavy. Right? It's going to be. It's going to be fucking heavy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be heavy. You're going to get yourself yeah. a tank. You're going to get It's going to be a tank. You know, a presidential car, President Bonjo, <laughs> lots of medals. Yeah, you, you know how they do. Yeah, you're going to yeah. you're gonna have the the epaulet. As I say, you yeah. got to earn those stripes. Yeah, you have to. Have, you, yeah, yeah. yeah, and that's and exactly. That's Actually, I might steal that off you because you know because two people have made that. Comment, and uh, that was when I was at the comedy store doing the gong, and I bit the gong uh, when these comments were made. And the MC basically said, "Oh, he's a fucking president, but he's wearing a, a, a Lance Corporal um, outfit." And I just said, "Yeah, you know, mm. uh, MCs need to say what they need to say to make you make the audience laugh." Yeah. But actually, people need to understand that I'm a junior ranking officer mm. in laughter republics, mm. I've taken over, and I'm just waiting for more success mm -hmm. in the comedy. Johnny, yeah. and then I will promote myself to yeah. general. You go from a one star to a two star. Yeah. Well, no, it takes just time. No, no, it takes time. Yeah. It, and, it, and that's just a reflection. That's humble. humble. Yeah, humble. That's and that's how, 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 how had I walked. I used to, I, I, I went on with just one medal. Now I've got three medals. Yeah. I've, you know, I've been successful in certain competitions, yeah. getting to the finals. Right. So that's, you know, so that's the way, that, you know, I have you to be I have proud. To, yeah, and I have to, um, I have to praise myself and, and, yeah, and yeah. give myself no medals. No one else is going to do it for you. Bonjo. Exactly, exactly. No one else in this comedy industry yeah. like, they're like, oh yeah, well done. And yeah. then they might not even mean it sometimes. Yeah. It's been an interesting and, mm. and painful, uh, but lovely journey. Uh, but uh, it's really interesting how I was even talking on stage. Ah, I'll talk to you about this one. I think you might, you might find this um, quite interesting. There are two things that have happened recently mm. that I, I want to 
I hope we can address. One is about comedy and depression. About a few months ago, someone wrote to me, uh, a comedian, and basically said that, Obonja, I've seen you on stage several times, and I'd like you to uh, come to a TV documentary uh, where you can come and talk about depression, because I think sure. you're suffering from depression when you break out of character. I was fucking upset. <laughs> I was basically just upset that this guy thinks that I... I created this character because I am significantly making a breakdown. Yeah. And actually what's really interesting is when the uh, show was reviewed, where I got the five stars, they basically said that this is someone who's having some kind of mental health breakdown or it has to be an act. <laughs> but I was I was happy to be honest with you, I was happy with the five star review and sure. the way basically because it helped me and so yeah. actually developing the character for that. It was this, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was more yeah, it was more about this comedian who thought that I was suffering from depression because I was breaking out of character. Sure. So I was upset. So for about a day, I didn't want to respond to him. So I responded to him and I said, look, I don't, uh, I don't, I don't deny the fact that there are people who suffer. I know that there are people who suffer from depression, mm. but I have to tell you, I don't suffer from depression and, and I don't take it lightly. I, you know, I'm happy. My comedy comes from a happy place. Mm -hmm. That's, that's key. Mm. And I hope that people who suffer from depression get all the help that they need. Mm. And then I left it as that and said, thank you, but I won't be doing the TV documentary. Mm. So uh, there were a few people, I can't even remember if I wrote to you, but there were a few people I communicate with on a regular basis mm. that I, I call my comedy buddies. And I wrote to a few of them and basically said, guys, um, I just want to find out whether uh, you guys suffer from depression or whether you yeah. have depression. Mm -hmm. Now, I wrote to about 10 people and they're all comedians and they all confirmed to me that they had depression. Wow. When that happened, I just thought, oh my God. So I've been doing comedy for four years. I didn't even know I was fucking depressed. <laughs> <laughs> now, the yeah. story behind this yeah, yeah. is this. What I did gave me material to talk about okay. it on stage. Okay. So I did that on Thursday. And yeah. uh, there's a new material night that I do where I just talk as myself, as Benjamin. Uh, I don't do the uniform. I just like to just be free. Yeah. And just do, and just be me and just yeah. talk for 45 minutes and just express myself. And I was talking about comedy and depression on stage. Mm. This woman heckles me and basically says, Mr. President, you are depressed. So I'm wondering, hello, where did this come from? When you, 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 it's yeah, well, yeah, right? yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, but, but because we, yeah. I spoke about President Bonjo as well. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. So I said, no, you, you, yeah, you said, oh, Mr. President, yo, you're depressed. So I, I thought it was a great heckle and I just thought, wow, how do you respond? This has got really serious. Mm -hmm. So once again, I just reflected and I said, okay, fine. You say I'm depressed because you've heard me talk about things about my life and some of them have been funny. I told you it was a new material night so mm -hmm. none of the things going to work tonight but you've been laughing. What do you do? She said, she's a psychotherapist. I said, you're a psychotherapist. She said, she's a psychotherapist and then said, oh, but I'm drunk. <laughs> okay. Nosing you. Oh my god. So someone who's drunk oh. is telling me I'm depressed. So I didn't. Know, I, I just left it as that, and everybody yeah, was yeah. laughing. That's I just left that. But what I did was mm -hmm. every time I cracked a joke, yeah. and it worked, I just said, "I am not depressed." <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, "Deny." <laughs> but I think the important thing for me is this. And I'm not criticizing comedians. I, 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 you don't give any names. Yeah, yeah, but I'm not actually. Yeah. I, I know that people, some people suffer from depression, but I think, I think some people go 
use it as a bandwagon to, to go on stage and say, oh, I'm depressed, yeah. when they're not really yeah. depressed. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I yeah, and, and I think that's so wrong because it shouldn't be taken um, lightly because people actually suffer from that. Mm. And so that's the first thing. And also the fact that audience members, are you earlier on we were talking about how audience members judge us. Mm. Audience members, because there was this stuff that was written when um, Robbie Williams died. Yeah. Yeah. And everybody posted stuff about, oh, all comedians are depressed, they're mm-hmm. depressed people. I think that's so wrong to tell people and say comedians are depressed. You're just saying, that's my view. Yeah. You know, because not everybody, not, it's not every human being. I don't think so. Uh, yeah, exactly. It's, 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 very, it's, a, it's a hard job, of course. Yeah. But, yeah. but with, with the, and there's massive peaks and troughs with comedy. Yeah. yeah. But you shouldn't really blanket, it's dangerous, I think. Yeah. It's like, it's like we're general, massively generalizing. Yeah. And then everyone's going, well, and then people start thinking, am I depressed? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay. And before you know what's happening, you start thinking, you start thinking, yeah, yeah. The other one I wanted to address mm-hmm. that you might have heard of is uh, there was research that was done recently about comedians dying young. Mm. That's the latest one that's come out that everybody's been posting. That's oh, right. oh, 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 I'm going to die young because I'm a comedian. Mm-hmm. It actually says that if you're a funny comedian, mm-hmm. the funniest comedians die young. Now, I, I read this, the article and I said, hello. I'm actually quite pleased that I studied comedy in midlife. <laughs> so I'm likely That's to it. die old. <laughs> I'm going to win. I'm going to die old. Comedians. Hello. Please. Come yeah. on. Get real. Really? Where are, where are these people from? They just do all these researches. One minute they're telling us, oh, we shouldn't, we shouldn't drink red wine because it's good for, not good for us. Then to me, they're telling, these people are paid to put stuff there. Mm-hmm. And people are just so... I, I, all I would say is that comedians are very vulnerable. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And as soon as they see stuff like that, I saw people posting, oh, I might die soon. <laughs> oh, thank God I'm not funny. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I've come into the industry very naive. Well, I think, I think that uh, like the, the evolution of, of social media yeah. and, and the, the sheer power that it has now mm. is, is, is de- deciding what we think all of the time. And like, you see all these, like, um, all these vote for this. Mm-hmm. You know, they've got three choices, A, B, or C, mm-hmm. on everything. Mm-hmm. And then this has become... The truth, rather than the actual truth, which is, you know, a reality. And I, I think, and I'm sure you will agree with me on this, either comedy or non-comedy, and this is, this is what I, this is my greatest challenge. My greatest challenge is, I want to think for myself. Mm. I don't want to repeat the opinions of government, mm. or of other people, mm-hmm. especially if it affects my life. Mm. That is my greatest challenge, yeah? Mm-hmm. And... When I hear people post stuff about what other people have said or mm. blah, 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 it's frankly a nonsense because mm. I need you to think. I'm attracted to people who think for themselves. Mm. Does that make sense? Mm. You know? you, it's your own opinion. Mm. It's not that, oh, you've picked up what Owen Jones has said and you've posted it. That's Owen Jones's view of the world. Mm. What is all your own fucking view? Yeah. What do you, what is your, how do you feel, well, about, do you feel about it? Mm. What is your opinion? Mm. And that's what comedy should be about. Mm. Comedy should be about it's personal to you mm. and if you're lucky and people get it then they get it mm. but don't go and copy what other people are saying on stage mm. be yourself mm. do your thing because we're all individuals mm. different individuals mm. with different views about life mm. and that's why um when i look at my comedy i try to make it not 
so topical mm. because it's so predictable that everybody's going to talk about, for example, what's the latest today? Everybody's is doing a, a, a gag about coups, mm. talking and all that stuff. Mm. Hello, I've been doing gags about coups for the past couple of years. Edgy. At least they're current. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, at least they're current. Now. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? No, I, yeah, yeah. I, I think you need to. I think my view is that comedy is natural. Mm. It's something that you should tap into and, you know, it requires some thinking time and just use trying to be just trying to be different and unique mm. you know what I'm saying that's what I think comedy is about rather mm. than uh, yeah you have to do comedy in this certain way or you go to a comedy school and they teach you how to do comedy and mm. it's not personal mm. and it's so so rehearsed mm. that the audience can't even interact with you they know that it's been rehearsed and mm. when anybody heckles you you're fucked up in the process mm -hmm. my comedy is about audience interaction mm. it's about improv it's about my set mm. it's about me it's mm. about the people in the audience mm -hmm. yesterday oh jeez mm. I wish you were there with you mm. uh, there's a photograph I posted on Facebook this woman didn't know what was happening I'm sure yeah. when she left her house she didn't realize that she was going to be called on stage mm -hmm. and that she was going to be my, the new wife of Mrs. Omondra. Mm -hmm. The smile on her face, mm. the joy. Because I actually feel that, you know, you know, they've got this view that, you know, with, um, when you go on stage, treat every comedy... Uh, every room, is it? Or as, as if it's, it's your last gig. Just yeah. do everything that you need to do. Leave it all on stage. Yeah, yeah, you never know who's in the room. Mm -hmm. And my view is, as president, that I'm actually recruiting ambassadors. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I see my audience members as ambassadors. Mm -hmm. They are the ones who will lead the comedy revolution. Mm -hmm. They're the ones who will say, President Bonjour is funny. Mm -hmm. Why is he not on TV? This is the brand of comedy that we need to see. You know, do you understand what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. It's my opportunity to sell my message to them because I don't even know when I'm going to see them again. You know what I'm saying? Because <laughs> they won't see me. It's going to take a while. They might not see me on TV, yeah. but they see me and they remember that night mm -hmm. and they're wondering, wow. Hmm. Does that make sense? I know we, what we're saying. It's like you're saying you came to comedy naive. We all are naive when we yeah. first started doing comedy yeah. as well. Oh, and geez. you realize that you know your success, uh, success is, oh. is 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 difficult. Is is slow. Progress is slow. But you've got to try and stay stay positive with it. And with the going through the the journey of mm. of, of yourself. Mm. I mean, do you feel that President Abonjo mm. has changed Ben? Oh my God! Oh my God! I honestly believe that, you know, I, the Oli Moss, the, um, what's his name? The Oli Moss, the uh, singer, yeah. uh, said a few months ago, I can't remember, maybe six months ago, said he was 20% gay. Mm. When I look at myself in terms of my comedy, mm. I, and President Bonjour and Benjamin, I'm 99% comedian mm. and one percent a human being <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was going to be a bigger revelation there I was like I thought I was going to say I'm gay I was like one percent <laughs> <laughs> you're ninety nine percent comedian and one percent Ben no 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 no, no but ninety nine percent comedian and one percent the point I'm trying to make is this mm. um, uh, as you know I walk during the day of course I so I, I've got to take my job very seriously mm. uh, there was a period in my life when I was unemployed for about nine months mm -hmm. uh, during those nine months 
things really picked up for me in terms of my comedy. I was able to mm. gig across the country and all that stuff. And mm. all I could think of was Obonjo and no mm. one else. Mm. Has Obonjo changed Ben? Oh, fucking yes. On the basis that Ben is a very reserved, mm. shy person. Mm-hmm. Most people don't believe this. Mm-hmm. But Obonjo brought out the confidence in Ben. Mm. There's no two ways about it because Obonjo is very powerful on stage, confident, proud, mm. deluded, you know. Mm. Ben is the quiet, timid, mm. he doesn't want trouble, mm. you know what I'm saying? And, and so the, saying. Ben is the id, and uh, yeah. President Bonjo is the ego. Yeah, he's the ego. Yeah. 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 So, that, it's definitely changed me, but I've been able to deal with it in such a way whereby Bonjo is not revealed at work. <laughs> Just Yeah, I think like every other comedian, I think my life has changed over the last couple of years. And it, it, I realised that it changed... Um, when I went to a social gathering, mm. I had to go to parties or go to clubs anymore because mm. my weekends are taken. So, so this is a unique mm. one for me where I have mm. a gig and I just need mm-hmm. to relax. Um, and I met some school friends. We went to school together in Nigeria. We had an old boys association. Mm-hmm. It was a secondary school. And we said we were going to go for a drink. And mm. I arrived there. There were 20 of us. Mm. And we haven't seen each other. Some I haven't seen for 30 years because we left secondary school many, many years ago. So we decided it was a reunion. Mm. And we met in this Nigerian restaurant. And we got talking. And I, I could connect with them, but mm. I couldn't connect with them fully mm-hmm. because I changed so much. Mm. And I just saw them very unfunny. Mm. And uh, I'm over 50. Mm-hmm. And what they were talking about was about, you know, preparing for death and how we've got to be careful now we're getting old mm-hmm. and all that stuff. I, mm-hmm. I didn't want to hear, probably hear that. Mm-hmm. Just, I didn't want to hear yeah. that, mm-hmm. you know. I, <laughs> yeah. I, when I surround myself with, and actually when I surround, when I'm working with comedians, I'm always working with comedians who are younger mm-hmm. than me. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, and I'm like 20, 25 years older than these guys, but I can connect with them at a level. So I think that psychologically has also changed me because mm. I feel I'm young. Yeah. Does that make sense? So I then walk into this place full of over 50 year old guys who are 50, 51. Mm-hmm. Some of them have lost their hair. Some mm. of them because they, you know, because this is the thing comedy is my passion. Mm. So it, I think it's made me feel much, much younger mm. compared to my non comedy friends mm. because they just. Their life is just too serious. Mm. You, you know what I'm saying? Just yeah. really, really serious. Mm-hmm. But it was a good night. We were able to have a chat. But then they would want to invite me to maybe their daughter's wedding or someone is having a party. I haven't got the time. Mm. So I miss, I miss that. Mm. You know, that wanting to just sit down and not think about comedy. Mm-hmm. And at times I think, oh, am I getting so obsessed about comedy that mm. I can't even give it a break? Mm-hmm. And that's why one of the reasons, one of the great tests this year is I'm not going to Edinburgh, mm. you know, Edinburgh, whatever they want to do in Edinburgh, they can do in Edinburgh. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going on a holiday. And I'm, going going? On, I'm going on a holiday with the family, we're going to the States. Oh, nice. Yeah, and it's, you know, I'm going to get my gun with me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's it. You get your license. I have my license. Yeah. But seriously, I am so looking forward to having a break. Mm. And it's not a break from comedy, it's just actually just behaving like a proper human being. Of course. And not worry about oh, uh, what jokes to write today, mm. oh, I saw that person, I have to write that down. Mm, mm, mm. Constantly thinking, I just want to take some time out um, and behave like a proper human being. Mm. And then come back re-energised, not worry about whether I've got gigs or not, because, you know, my reputation is there, and mm. I don't get gigs, and I just do my shows, and that's it. So I'm really looking forward to that. Um, because, um, because what's really interesting is, mm. I found this so uh, 
therapeutic. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because you, you and I, every time we meet, it's always, oh, uh, how was the gig? Oh, blah, 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 blah. okay. But uh, can you come to my gig? Oh no, you can't come. Oh, did you see my shirt? No, I was in the toilet. Did I? Yeah, yeah. yeah. As we said, we could change it. Yeah, as we said before. Yeah. You know, we never really have that, that connection to that social connection. That, that's why you feel alone. I mean, that's a, yeah, I mean, you yeah. feel quite. You can get quite lonely. You yeah. You kill your family as well, but you want you want friends outside that no, as well. I, I, I just feel that. I just feel that the comedy. What the comedy does is that it puts you into this little world mm. and you have to be you're in your own world basically and you have to let people in mm. people will knock on your door and you have to let them in mm -hmm. and it's only you who can let them in and mm -hmm. at times you're so selfish mm. you can't let them in and that's why I think some relationships go pear shaped mm -hmm. because you're not letting people into your own world mm -hmm. and I've got three lovely children mm. and, and, and a lovely wife and Hello, mm. I've got to let them in, mate. Yeah, yeah totally. so I've got to let them in, or I'll be, I'll be messed up. Need time. I need, I need time. So, so, for example, today, mm. which was a rarity, we, we, you know, my wife and I, we took a drive down to uh, uh, the shopping mall. We had mm. coffee together because mm. I knew I didn't have a gig. Because what happens is, once I have a gig, like last night I had a gig, and you know, you know it's like you have a gig and it's a good gig. Mm. You can't fucking sleep, mm. man. You're yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or, or, or you don't even you don't have time to sleep. You go oh, back yeah, at four. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. It. And it's like, when am I going to sleep? And then mm. she wakes me up and says, "Oh, we've got to do some shopping. I've got to go there." And I said, "Oh, baby, I'm so tired. Mm. I'm gigging. I came back mm. at two o'clock. Mm. It's not fair on the family." So, my greatest challenge is not my comedy career now because mm. you know I think that's you not. Know, I think it's getting better. Yeah. It's it's just finding that balance between family mm. and the comedy, of course, because uh, it's it's really eating me up. I yeah. think about it twenty four seven. Yeah, and obsessed. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And, yeah. This is an yeah. obsession anyway. I mean, yeah. even if you have that inside in you, yeah. you're gonna it, it just it, it's kinetic. It feeds constantly feeds yeah, yourself yeah, 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 momentum. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But th what we talked about there is before was like how oh yeah, you meet your friends, mm. you meet your friends, and you're mm. you're they're older and, mm. and you're older too, mm. and you have this thing in your life. That, that feeds you and make and make, it's sort of like a elixir of, of life because really. mm -hmm. you, you you meet them and, and they're all talking about what kind of calf cuff am I going to have yeah, yeah. I got the life insurance yeah, I got exactly this, I got exactly that. and th this is this is they, people say that comedy makes you depressed this is the thing that's given me the most joy out of, out oh, of my Jesus. life and it's and everyone says that it makes you depressed yeah quite it, it's hard there's a lot of rejection but hey there's rejection in, in, everywhere in life. But this is just rejection on a, on a massive scale. But you have to face the adversity. And I hear people talk about, you know, I mean, this, this is because this is stuff that I think they probably picked up or they mm. thought. And you hear people talk about the fact that, oh, uh, some people do comedy because they're seeking approval from strangers. Mm. Hell no. Mm -hmm. I'm not seeking approval from mm. strangers. I thoroughly enjoy what I do. Mm. The challenge is I want to make people laugh that mm. I've never met before. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? I want them to hear my brand of comedy and I, I want them to listen to some important things mm. happening politically, socially. Mm. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's not about... It. I'm not seeking anyone's attention. Mm. But I, I believe I'm not. Mm. And that's what, I, that's what I think needs to happen with comedy. You break down break down those barriers and those rules that you've got to do comedy in a certain way or this is why people do comedy. Hell no. Right. But, now, but wait. Yeah. Now, you said that Ben, right? You said that <laughs> Ben is really shy. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> now, right. uh, now, Mr. President, now, you said that Ben is really shy and President Obonjo mm -hmm. has made Ben a hell of a lot more confident. Now, I um, there's nothing wrong with that, but I feel the same way about my comedy. At the beginning, uh, I wanted laughs. I needed the laughs. Yeah. And you thought that when they didn't laugh, that they were right. 
now yeah. that you've gone through it and you've, you're getting success with your your yeah. character yeah. and saying I'm you know there's gigs and I'm I'm doing well and I'm, yeah. I'm I, I know that I'm right now yeah. I'm, I know that I'm locked on so what I do is right yeah. and no matter what they say mm. it's okay I, I know that I'll have some enough self awareness to yeah. be okay that wasn't cor- totally right mm. but I know that I'm on the right track yeah but so therefore you and I have topped up the confidence in her mind to go, no, no, it's okay now, I trust myself, I don't oh, have yeah, a self-doubt. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I'm not saying it's wrong, but, but that's it, you reach a certain stage, isn't it? It's a, yeah, 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 it's yeah. a growth, an evolution of it is, self. Yeah, because when I was talking about Ben, in terms of uh, how Abonja has changed Ben, yeah. clearly Ben was very, uh, like, they're still shy, but he's pretty confident now, mm. very confident mm. man. Mm. The only difference is that, obviously, because he's not wearing the uniform, he can't act like a bonjo. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. that would be too, you know, in, in terms of everyday life. Yeah, because you're full on. And I think that's the greatest challenge for me now is it's important to separate the two, mm. okay? But at the moment, I think what's now happening is Ben is fighting for attention. Oh. Ben wants to be on stage because mm. he believes, because he believes he created the character. Yeah. He's not shining. So, he's not shining. So shy. he reckons he can do what Obonja does. Yeah, I think he's fine. <laughs> yeah. He's a micro. He's a micro. <laughs> I, I, I bought all this stuff. Yeah, I bought the stuff with my money. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, the guy is bloody yeah. driving his car. Yeah. Uh, because it's really interesting you said, yeah, is, is it ob- ob- obsession? Because I remember when I was um, bearing a Bonjo, Bonjo, Bonjo on Facebook. Mm. Now, most people didn't know that my real name was Ben. Mm. And it was Facebook who changed, asked me to change my name. Mm. And I'm not sure what that actually did to me psychologically because mm. for years I went on Facebook as a bonjour, a bonjour. So yeah. I was acting a bonjour mm-hmm. 24-7. Mm-hmm. And I was trying to be funny 24-7. Mm-hmm. And that can't be, that can't be right. It's exhausting. Yeah, it's, it's exhausting mm-hmm. and can't be right. So I think Facebook actually saved me in terms mm-hmm. of actually being my real self mm-hmm. and basically saying, yes, you can fucking take a break because mm-hmm. nobody's expecting a bundle to talk during the day. Yeah. It talks at night. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and how does Mrs. Uh, Mrs. Bellow uh, feel about it? Um, how, like about how the development of Ben has, uh, how Ben has changed, that stuff. Oh, uh, well, um, she, she, um, up, until, up, 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 until, <laughs> up until last year, before the Edinburgh show success, she uh, believed that I was going through some midlife crisis. Okay. But was happy that it wasn't a case of, oh, I, I need to know cousin a young woman. Yeah. Yeah. Comedy. Yeah. And yeah. her main concern at the time was the fact that, you know, this comedy is taking a lot of your time. You don't get home. We don't get to see you. You're not getting any younger. What about your health and all that mm-hmm. stuff, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, going to bed early, mm-hmm. uh, eating late, and all it's that, and I guess hard. However, I've noticed a sea change mm-hmm. ever since uh, I came back from Edinburgh last year mm-hmm. and got the five stars. But she was obviously the first person I, I wrote to to say, "Baby, I did it." You know, it was like that Rocky, That's that Rocky thing. Oh, baby, I yeah. did it. You know, yeah, yeah. And she, yeah, yeah I did it. And she couldn't believe it because Christ. she just couldn't believe that mm-hmm. that happened. And she keeps reminding me every time we talk about comedy and when I talk about. Not that I compare myself to other comedians. I just talk about okay, what's next mm-hmm. for me? Because you know, I, you know, you should have a strategic plan. Mm-hmm. You know, so and then we have discussions about you know what my plans are for the future. Mm-hmm. And then she reminds me and says, "Look at you, 
Look at how you're talking now. Look at where you were a couple of years ago. <laughs> and how you were dying on your ass. Now, because you've got five stars, now you're literally there, you should be here. But, but, do you know what I'm saying? So she, yeah, yeah. keep touching those five yeah, stars. Yeah, that's good. So she keeps, you know, puts me, yeah. keeps me grounded. That's good. That's and good. reminds me mm-hmm. of my success. Mm-hmm. And it's really interesting that you've got someone else who can see mm. what you don't see. Mm-hmm. Do you understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because for me, because I studied pretty late in comedy, uh, I'm cautious of the time, I'm cautious, I'm not in a hurry, but I'm cautious of the fact that mm-hmm. in terms of the timing and in terms of my age. Mm. However, it's, what's really interesting is there's no, there's no rule, you know, you've got the likes of, I met Lynn Ruth Miller, mm. who is, a, I think she's a Jewish Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I've seen her. Yeah, she's very good. Very good. Age mm-hmm. seventy. Mm. Uh, I mean, she started at the age of seventy, and she's been going. She's eighty-two or something like that. Mm. Look, that is inspiring, mm-hmm. you know. And like it or don't like it, there's ageism in the comedy industry. You know, it's it's a reflection of the industry elsewhere in every mm. every society, and that's what we need to deal with. But when you have people like Lynn Ruth Miller and all the older comics competing with younger comics and actually saying hello we're here mm. and we've got something to say mm-hmm. it's fantastic mm-hmm. and I actually think my view is I think you should start comedy I think you should start comedy pretty late in your career mm. rather than pretty late in your age, in your lifetime mm. rather than when you're 18 or 19 or 20 mm. and no disrespect to those who are 18 year olds or 20 year olds and have been signed up you know good luck and uh, keep up with the career mm. But I think I, I wouldn't want to change mm. where I am now mm-hmm. because I think my age gives me the maturity. It gives me that difference, that edge. I've got a lot to talk about over the years, you know what I'm saying? Exactly. And, you know, and I, I don't have to form things. These are real things. Mm. And life experience. And life I don't really think too much about how I think about that. Yeah, I, I don't like it. it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, I've never done this before. Is, what, what, what is it? There's so many things I haven't even spoken about on stage. Mm. About the number of girlfriends I've had before I got mm-hmm. married. I didn't mm-hmm. even talk about those things. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But there's so many things I haven't because I focus more on the Obonjo thing. Mm. And that's why I'm doing lots of Ben now mm. because eventually Obonjo and people keep saying oh are you going to kill the character mm. why, would, why would I want to kill something mm. that is successful mm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying but I honestly believe that comedy should allow creativity and you should continue to be creative you know we spoke about uh, how at times we, we can be very bored with our sets yeah, totally. Yeah, mm-hmm. and the fact that you know, you know, you go to watch and you go to watch and you're like, oh, it's like bingo. That's what it's like. It's like yeah, bingo, yeah. watching the same thing. In the early days of my my comedy career, there were certain things I used to say, and I just because I wasn't confident enough to change the material at the time, I say it and I fucking hate myself. Mm-hmm. Say, Why I say that? I don't mm-hmm. like that joke anymore. Mm-hmm. But it's just too easy. I'm mm-hmm. something totally different. Mm-hmm. Something that you know challenges their minds. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm better than that. One of, well, yeah, one, of, one of the changes that I made, um, there was someone recently who saw my uh, comedy store gong. Mm. Um, he now lives in Hong Kong. When I first started the uh, President of Bonjo character, mm-hmm. I used to speak in a very thick African accent. Mm-hmm. It, it worked, but what I noticed was that it was lost in translation. Mm. So they were selling bits of places I went to in England where they didn't definitely get the jokes right they were just laughing at the african accent yes it was very thick and they didn't understand the words they didn't understand i have the, the same I, problem yeah sometimes. yeah so i just said to myself i sat down and i said what is it i'm trying to achieve here because there's every likelihood that the african 
accent could, you know, cover hinder and hinder the material. Mm. And I'm British, mm. you know. I'm, mm. I, I was born in Liverpool, mm. you know. And so reflect that in mm. your character. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing wrong. Yeah, you can still be African with a British accent. You know what I'm saying? And then, but 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 what happens is when I'm on stage, which is not what I'm doing, I sound very different. I'm not sure if you've noticed. Mm. I sound very different on mm. stage. The African in me comes out, but it's you can you can understand it better now mm-hmm. than previously yeah. where it was because I remember one comedian who's now successful who's playing Latitude I don't want to mention his name I know and, 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 and he came to me and he said he came to me and he said why do you always speak in an African accent that was many years ago we were mm. this weird weird funny project he saw the material and he saw what I was trying to do and he said why do you always speak in an African accent because you you, you can clearly speak in another accent mm-hmm. and actually who are my audience members my audience members are British. So the whole idea is to fall back on your African accent when you need it and mm. comment to cleverly do it. Yeah. Uh, you know, so you switch. Yeah, at different levels. And, and, it's, and, it's, and that was the greatest advice and it, it, it's mm. what? This is the, this thing that feeds your soul and it gives mm. you a, an awful lot of joy. Mm. You're just trying to separate and, and make, uh, you're just trying to separate now and give a bit more time to the family. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and, and do your, your kids, what do your kids think of your, uh, of your comedy uh, my Act. my my son, who you met, yeah, sure. Jeffrey, um, yeah, he thinks he's funnier than me. <laughs> yeah, um, but um, what was really interesting was Joshua didn't find me funny until I did for the show President of Bunch Stole My Identity. I did a few previews in London, and uh, Unjambi Migrat, yeah. who you know, mm-hmm. has uh, uh, what's it called uh, a night. So she gave me ten minutes to come and try President of Bunch and Benjamin. It was only for ten minutes. I was experimenting. And what I did was I had uh, a photograph of President Bonjo. Mm. Uh, I'm not sure if you were there that night. I don't know. Mm. I can't remember. But uh, I had a photograph of President Bonjo. And mm. comics didn't know what I was going to do. Mm. And I said, my name is Ben, blah, 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 blah. I'm fed up. Well, there's this guy who's stolen my life and stolen my identity. Mm. And I brought a photograph of President Bonjo. And the whole room just went mad. Mm. And I was just experimenting. Mm-hmm. So I recorded it. Mm. And um, one night I showed my son Joshua and he was in hysterics mm-hmm. right. <laughs> he was laughing that's when I knew mm. I got him that's yeah. when I knew that this show was going to work because I just thought yes he... and then when my wife saw it as well she just started laughing this is crazy because mm. how can you have one person talking about the other person mm-hmm. but the same person yeah. so and I walked in it I walked in mm-hmm. it yeah so uh, my, my daughter, my daughter mm-hmm. I'm not face. sure I'm not sure I'm really not sure how she is she at that difficult age though? Yeah, she's she's not difficult age, but um, yeah, old, yeah. Well, how old is she then? How she's eighteen. Okay, right, right. So she's too busy with yeah, herself yeah. at the moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then I have my son, who's who's twenty two, who's just uh, finished mm. university. Oh, right. What was really interesting was Father's Day. Mm. Um, he obviously sent me a card, <laughs> and uh, he follows me on Facebook, right. uh, and he. I think he, he understands my pain and joy. Mm. Um, he, he knows when I come home late mm. and so on and so forth and, and how tired it can be. And he wrote and said um, uh, the, on the card, Dad, I think your comedy is getting better. It's time for you to go full time. Because mm. so, that's support, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And that's support, you know, but, you know, which is good support. But I wasn't expecting him to write that because that, I felt, I was happy, but at the same time I felt, Oh my God, I'm under pressure now. Mm-hmm. I'm make it to TV or whatever. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know the feeling. It's a big failure. I know but, the feeling. But, however, so 
My wife saw the card. Yeah. I saw what was written. Yeah. And she started screaming and she said, Henry, 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 did you actually write this? <laughs> did yeah. you write this? <laughs> you are giving your father ideas? <laughs> you want, you, you are going to go hungry? They don't pay them well? <laughs> That's it. Yeah, you go full time. Yeah, yeah. Oh, damn. Mm. Damn. Then the pressure starts. That's it. Because maybe, maybe your wife was thinking, you wrote this in the card, so you know you're hinting at just quitting the job. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. But also, that's great. You know, because like I said previously, she thought I was suffering from midlife crisis. She might think that's come again, and he thinks he's gonna do, he's gonna do this full time. How are we gonna pay our money? You of know? course, no, it's, it's a worrying. Yeah, it's a worrying time. But actually, I wouldn't. I wouldn't, unless something big comes up. There's no way I'm gonna give give up my job because mm. my view is that working during the day keeps me sane. Mm. It mm. gives me that balance. Mm-hmm. And yes, when I'm at work, especially at lunchtime, I think about comedy. Mm. And, you know, I write jokes at lunchtime. I apply for gigs at lunchtime. But I always look forward to going back to work. And just having like, it's warm at work as well. You can use their heating. They, use their heating. <laughs> they, they, got, they got tea oh, there. And their computer. But actually, I, I didn't particularly enjoy that period that I was off work for nine months. I didn't mm. particularly enjoy being on my own mm. at home. I'm the sort of person who... Yeah, I like my own company, but... Uh, when it comes to comedy, I like to try. I try to to be around people. Yes, you have the house, you know, and you can you can experience comedy and how people are uh, how people are interacting with you, and what no. are people thinking, what's the status quo, what's going on outside. Yeah, I mean, when I go out, I mean, it's just and the amount of material that I pick up. At one point, I think is there something? Am I normal? Because mm-hmm. on the train, I see stuff, mm-hmm. and I you know I write about the stuff on Facebook. Mm-hmm. I say on my way from work, this happened, blah 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 blah, and they're really interesting and funny stories that you can say on stage mm. but it's not like you've written them as material there's mm. stuff mm. stuff that just happens yeah. you know what I'm saying yeah. like for example on a Monday morning I can just notice that people are just so miserable on the train and we were all packed up on the train and I just said I'm going to fuck up with these guys mm-hmm. that I'm very happy so I get my iPad and I do a selfie mm-hmm. in the morning and I'm smiling on the Monday morning mm-hmm. and a selfie in front of all these miserable people <laughs> yeah, and they're like what the fuck is wrong with this guy you know what I'm saying? Latin but, Republic. Uh, yeah. Latin Republic. And that, that, when you were talking about uh, Obonjo, mm. the Obonjo comes, the, the, the Obonjo is the funny side of Ben, if mm. that makes sense, yeah? The milder side. So, so where do you think you're going to take this character next? What's going to happen? Well, most definitely, I um, want to have my own TV series. Mm. And it's, it's important, either, either with support from the industry or creating my own thing. Uh, I think it's time to start shooting videos and video clips and just do stuff um, that I think people will increase the popularity of the character. Mm. So that is um, the next um, challenge. Uh, I also want to get myself into some big clubs. Uh, mm. I finally got myself into the big club. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a paid stuff, paid spot. Mm. That's on the 30th of uh, September. And Which one? Uh, in Birmingham. I'm intending to tag it. Because what I've done is I wanted to get better as a comic rather than try and get into these bigger clubs. Because mm-hmm. uh, now that I know what I'm doing mm-hmm. <laughs> and I have a repetition for knowing what I'm doing, I'm now approaching those big clubs. Mm-hmm. Um, I also would like to continue to do festivals. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did Brighton Fringe. I did Hastings this year. I am doing the Cedar Festival, which is um, tomorrow. Uh, 
But I honestly believe that the act... I did Milton King's comedy mm. festival two, three weeks ago, mm. and it was fantastic. I want to do more festivals. Um, my mm. challenge next year is to make sure, or my goal next year is to make sure that I do all the comedy festivals that you go in the United Kingdom. Glasgow mm. Comedy Festival. Um, there are quite a few that I missed this year that I'm going to do. Mm. And I, have to, I also have to rec- recognise that there are some festivals that I won't be able to play because you have to have big agents. Right. But hopefully focusing on getting myself an agent. Mm. Um, that's the next mission. That, that's the next mission. And mm-hmm. um, um, just really having, I think for me in terms of an agent, um, because I people say I'm very good at marketing myself. Yeah, that's what I was going to say to you as well. You have a, quite a large Twitter following. Yeah, yeah. Uh, how many yeah. Twitter followers do you have? Oh, uh, about 3,000. Oh, that's it's coming up, isn't it? it is and that's up. what you're just trying to do. You're trying to garner all this this uh, popularity yeah. and then go to the agent and go, look, I've got these. These people yeah. follow me. Yeah. Yeah. They're interested. Yeah. I've got the YouTube stuff. Yeah. They're yeah. down. Yeah. I've got all this. So yeah. what, what do you want yeah. from me? So I need to... I, I've got some YouTube, but they're very, very old YouTube, and I'm not very happy with Right. Uh, do some character sketches but I was just playing around with the time mm. with the camera so uh, I need to get those down and have my own proper YouTube title with, with title Laughter Republic mm-hmm. and TV and uh, just trying out stuff and uh, and that's where it is and if if TV what comes along the way I want to do adverts mm. and also what I want to do is I want to uh, go and see shows as well but I want to see shows of comedians who are up there that uh, I can learn from. Mm. Uh, I think, as you know, you can be gigging and gigging and writing material and I'll have time to go and see other shows. Mm. But I think I can learn a few things from those, mm. from those especially current, good character comedians. Mm. The, war the, plan, the war plan yeah. is to lead a comedy revolution. The new tactics. Yeah, that's new tactics. The continue, yeah, and, and to continue to build an audience yeah. and to do my own shows. So yeah. there's nothing stopping me from actually, you know, and I did it. I did Brighton Fringe mm. and I did... A venue that uh, wasn't uh, part of the comedy industry mm. recognition, so it wasn't Laughing Horse. It was just uh, a, a pub, good function room. Mm-hmm. Registered it, um, and people came. I sold sixty right. tickets. Right. So it's possible. Mm-hmm. It's very do possible to do your own thing. My view is that you know, just continue to build the audience and continue to get better mm-hmm. and. See what happens. Do it yourself. And yeah, it, yeah, do, yeah, it's, it's a, uh, yeah, it's a DIY. And, and that is exactly what I've done over mm-hmm. the years. I haven't sat down waiting for an agent to show me the ropes or a mm. comedy promoter to show me the ropes. I've mm. just basically believed in my product and I've just mm. believed in my act and I've just said, yeah, I'm going to get better at this and I'm going to mm. do it mm. and people are going to embrace it. Yeah. And that's. I'm going to dictate to them, they're not going to uh, dictate to me. No, they're not dictating to me. I am right. Yeah, I am. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm the dictator. Right. I'm, 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 I'm president. President. President of Banjo. And, and what's really interesting is because at one point, I have to say to you, at one point mm. uh, last year or two years ago, I was thinking, you know, not necessarily kill the character, I was just thinking along the lines um, how relevant would the character mm. be? However, the recent political events confirmed to me, and I knew this, that, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm about to go on to a show, and that's why I want to do TV, because mm. I, I am about to go and do a set, and then stuff changes. Mm. You know, there's a mm. change somewhere. So, mm. the Cameron government, mm. I talk about the Cameron government in my set, mm. I've had to change that now, turn it to the May government. Mm. But that's how current my set is because right. when I talk about my cabinet you know that my cabinet mm-hmm. I talk about oh you know mm-hmm. I had a dream I got fed up with the Cameron mm-hmm. government 
Now, that's now the makeup. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's so evolving, you're right. Anyway, anyway. anyway. so it's, yeah. it's an evolving act. Mm. So why would I want to kill an act like that? Mm-hmm. It's, it, it's everlasting. The only thing that will stop me from doing the act any longer is if I'm dead. That's yeah, basically that's it. That's and, yeah, exactly. that is, and that's what we're saying before about like how it's helping, how it helps Ben, how yeah. the comedy helps whoever does it really, yeah, yeah, and yeah. it tops you up and it fills and it gives you that that yeah. joy. Yeah, and it and it it takes your mind off the the imminent end for yeah. all of us. But yeah, yeah. hey, look, we're enjoying now yeah, doing yeah. the the thing that we love. And yeah, that's yeah. the most important thing, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, so Mr. President, where? Is your next gig? When is when is we can, where can we see you? Oh wow! Well, this is being recorded now, but it might come up in September. Yeah. Uh, I think by the time this podcast comes on, they can come to the Glee Club in Birmingham. Birmingham. On the 30th of September, I will be there, and I'm looking forward to it. I mean, the character trials in playing big crowds. It's just mm. I feel elevated. I feel like. I've smoked weed mm. when I'm on stage and I see that many people even though I've never tried weed I'm just elevated I'm just saying yes I am a real president I feel mm. like I'm in a town hall meeting mm. and I'm trying to tell these people to vote for me that's how I feel and I feel very disappointed at times I know you have to play in small crowds when I go mm. and it's just like it just didn't do the character any justice and we've done small mm. crowds as well but we've enjoyed it mm. but I have to tell you my friend jeez playing to 300 people, playing to 400 people mm. in the room mm. and asking them all to get up and to spread their lines to you mm-hmm. and they're looking at comedy that they've never seen before. Jeez. Mm. Mm. It's, it's... Oh, jeez. Well, Mr. President, yeah. well, I hope that the Glee goes well on the 30th of September, September yeah. in the Glee Club in Birmingham. I wish you all the it's, best. It's going to be annexed. That's Birmingham is going to be annexed. Glee Club will become that for the Republic Comedy Club. The next coup uh, yeah, is that's, in Birmingham. That's Glee Club. That, yeah, and actually, that, just to plug, um, I've written a new show called The Rise of the Comedy Center. It went to Brighton and it went to Hastings. My plan is to take it to Edinburgh next year, mm. 2017. But in the meantime, I'm going to continue to perfect it. So whilst I will still be doing gigs in the circuit, mm. I'll be focusing more on doing this show across many venues mm. and selling tickets and just come, people coming to have a look. And, and and so that's the plan. It's going to be an hour show, mm. and I will perfect it for Edinburgh next year. Mm. So I wasn't rushing to take it to Edinburgh this year, mm-hmm. but it's it's almost ready. So you got Rise of the Dictator, Rise of the Comedy Dictator, Rise of the Comedy Dictator coming yeah. up your yeah. hour show, yeah. and the Glee Club in Birmingham. Uh, the Club in Birmingham, yeah. And then I, I will set up a YouTube channel. Yeah. And What's your Twitter? Uh, my Twitter is called President Bonjour or mm. Bonjour Comedy. Right. Uh, not Obama. Please don't follow Obama. Like <laughs> Americans. Tried to follow follow me and say that I should be killed. I was a Muslim terrorist. Seriously, right? I'm telling you because wow. I thought I was Obama, um, and, and that's it really. And I, I you know, because the character was created as that of Obama coming to the scene eight years ago, and I, and I thought, oh, with Obama leaving the office, mm. that that's the end of the character. Actually, it's. It's totally different. Politics changes. Oh, politics They've changes. given you a new lease of life. I'm telling Thank you. Thank you, Brexit. <laughs> <laughs> Brexit, whatever. Oh, talking. Thanks, Boris Johnson, yeah, foreign yeah. minister. Oh, so yeah, someone was asking me the other day whether uh, Laughter Republic will, will, will want to meet uh, mm. Boris Johnson. He will have to apologise to the president because mm. he's made some really uh, stupid remarks about mm. black people All right. before I get to meet him. But I, I, think, I, think, I think that's what's worrying for coming here to do uh, political comedy because politicians are getting really better at doing comedy mm. um, unknowingly mm. <laughs> mm. so Boris Johnson foreign, foreign yeah I'm telling you and, and, and Andrea Ledson basically saying that uh, she said, mentioned stuff about men should not something to do with children and pedophilia and all that stuff mm. 
You know, they have some very warped views. Mm -hmm. Even Theresa May, she looks like, uh, she looks like, uh, you know that, um, what's the name of that series? Uh, they do caricatures of the politicians. Oh, Spitting Image. Yeah, she just looks yeah. like a Spitting Image of herself. Mm -hmm. I say look forward to the rise of the comedy dictator yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, the 30th of September. September at the Glee Club. Glee Club. Man, I say, thanks for coming on the show, yeah. Mr. President, yeah. and we'll have you on again because I want to find out how it's going for no, you. No, it's great, um, man. If you don't see me here, it's the year, but I'm sure you will see me. But can I also thank you so much for for this? This has been great, and it's been it's been it's been good just to talk and not, not have to talk on stage. And mm -hmm. I look forward, and I wish you well mm -hmm. uh, because there are lots of um, podcasts mm -hmm. uh, across across the uh, across the United Kingdom. But uh, there's only one dictator, though. There's, there's only, only one, one dictator, exactly. and there's uh, there's only one podcast, and this mm -hmm. is the one that is. Approved by the president. All the other podcasts are no podcasts. Well, they're swapcasts until they have they have. So you're privileged. We have the presidential uh, uh, stamp of approval. Uh, yeah. So maybe you can get my get my driver to bring the car and uh, he'll bring the car around uh, now. And, uh, and uh, we can we get yeah, fuck we, off. We get this security. Thanks for coming on. And that was episode 13 with President Obonjo. Now you can go and see him live at the Glee Club in Birmingham on the 30th of September and you'll know exactly how powerful he is. If you haven't seen him before, he's great. It's a show. Now next week we have Tom Mayhew. Now Tom Mayhew has won the King Gong and he's a very self-effacing, very self-deprecating performer. He's great. He's just not what you would think would, would succeed at a bear pit of a gong show but he's turned that show on its head by being the opposite of what you think you should be. Rather than being aggressive and high energy, he's very low energy and that is for episode 14. If you like the podcast, you can follow us on Twitter. We're at The Comedy Defect. If you want to follow me, it's at Winter Phonander. If you want to donate to the podcast, you can. And you can go to Patreon, type in The Comedy Defect Podcast. We're there. Donate as much or as little as you want. But if you can't kick something back to us, just leave us a nice review on iTunes or Podbean. Or share your favourite episode, because it helps. If you want to come see my live gig dates, they're on my website, which is winterphonander.com. But that is it from us for now on the Comedy Defect Podcast. We'll see you next week for episode 14 with Tom Mayhew.